We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Joe, there's a report here that you just came over that says you, uh, were you going to manage the Olympic team in your past? Is that something that just happened? Can you clarify? I did. I was committed to the Olympic team and about... A week ago, maybe even a little bit more, I started discussing there was a possibility I wouldn't be able to do it because of some of the things that I was going through interviewing. Gotcha. And I couldn't commit because you have to report on Sunday. Um, is there? Let me just do it this way rather than be cryptic. Is there anything you can tell us about where you are with any of these teams? No, I, I have interviewed with some clubs. Um, interviews are still going on, so I'm not finished. And I will continue to go through the process and wait and see what happens. How many te- can you tell us how many teams you've interviewed with? Um, three. Three of the openings. and I, I mean, that's three. I guess, the, is there four openings? I think there's four, right? Is there four? I think there's four. No, there was like six or seven. Oh, there were, oh that yeah. many. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm, mis- I'm thinking of somebody who's uh, – I don't know which one I'm thinking of then. That's not there. Um, all right. So, um, and so no light you can shed on us as to how you feel about anything or anything like that? You know, I felt that they all have went well. Um, so it's just, you know, some, some second interviews and going through the process and um, to see what comes to fruition. Uh, is, is, has money been an issue anywhere? Does, is salary an issue at all? No, we're, we're, we haven't, you know, we haven't gotten that far. No, Nobody, you haven't is, discussed but, money with anybody. But, I mean, did anybody, no. did anybody bring money up? Nope. Oh, okay. Okay, so money has not been discussed anywhere yet. No, no, no. Okay. Um, first, before I get to the Yankees, give me a thought on the Nationals' dominance. Um, not surprised. If you look at what they did, once they got past May 23rd and got all their pieces back, they were 74 and 38. Um, if you go even, you know, add the playoffs, they're 82 and 40. They've been the best team in baseball. Their starting pitching is dominant. Their lineup is really good. I think sometimes it's overlooked because we spent so much time talking about the Dodgers lineup, but the Nationals are second in runs. Um, they're, you know, they have ways to create runs. They have hitters that don't strike out. Uh, so, I mean, they're number one in stolen bases. They were tied with the Cardinals. And that's a pretty daunting task, facing those four starters for them. And with the days off, they've been able to use them a little bit out of the pen. And um, their pen has been pretty good. Doolittle's back. So I'm not surprised. Joe, what do you now? You're, they were 24 and 32 on on Memorial Day, uh, on May 31st. They were 24 and 32. Their record's been brilliant since then, as you alluded to. Um, what do you think changed for them, where they went from a team that could not win the big game, could not close out a series? to now this wonderful run this year. What do you think happened? What, is there something you can pinpoint that happened for this team? Um, I think their starting pitching is a little deeper. I think they've been able to use them out of the pen. I think their pen has pitched better. And I actually think their lineup is really deep, where, again, you don't have people that are big strikeout people. Rendon's going to put the ball in play and find a way. Kendrick's going to put the ball in play and find a way. Soto's going to put the ball in play and find a way. 
Um, Eaton's a, a pain. You know, he's been hurt at, at times. So I, I think they probably played to their ability. Is You know, when you talk about teams, sometimes players are going to have down years or they're going to have a down series. I think they've played to their ability, and that's why they've won. You know, uh, we're talking, of course, with Joe Girardi. Uh, you know, in the Yankee series, we're here at 2-1. The Yankees romp into games, they don't pitch, and then lose to Verlander and Cole, and somebody's supposed to be surprised. I mean, uh, we shouldn't be very surprised. I mean, they win 7-1 and get 13 hits in the game. 7-0 uh, and, uh, and, and get 13 hits in the game that they don't pitch, and then they lose 4-1 and 3-2 in the games they do pitch. What a shock. Yeah, I, I'm not shocked. I, I did their first series against Tampa, right? And I, and I think Kevin Cash managed as good as he could manage a series, and they still lost. Why? They lost to Cole twice, and they lost to Verlander. And the you got to beat, beat one of them, and, you, and the Yankees have to beat one of them in a the game, otherwise they can't win. I mean, that's kind of how I feel. They had a chance the second game. They were not able to do it. I mean, these guys are just that good. Um and to beat them, you got to hope that they're off. Now, I thought Cole was even Cole a was off, off yesterday. yesterday. He was really yeah. off. And listen, I'd never seen him in person yesterday, Joe. And I was sitting in the third row, and I watched him. And he was very frustrated. And you could see how frustrated he was. And he wasn't finishing hitters. He was walking guys. But he made a lot of pitches when he had guys on base that were pretty good. Yeah, and he had, he had to go through some tough hitters with runners on base. I thought the Yankees did a really good job of extended innings where he'd get two quick outs and all of a sudden it was a five-hitter right. inning. Good I thought they good did point. a good – they just yep. couldn't come up with a hit. But, I mean, understand, I'm not exactly sure how many innings he went, like 212 during the season. So you figure, you know, he got he got like 630 outs. He struck out like 324. Yep. So half of his outs are via the strikeout. That's how dominant he is. Yeah, and yesterday he was he he was having trouble finishing guys off yesterday, and you could see he was frustrated by it. He was, he went twelve pitches to Hicks and gave up a walk. He he, he guys were uh, fouling pitches back. Torres fouled pitches back. I mean, a lot of guys you know made him work, and and you know and and really he had five walks which he hadn't had all year. He had very few strikeouts which he hasn't had all year. So it wasn't your typical cold game, but you look up and he's pitched seven innings. And yeah, he's walked five guys, and he's given up four hits, which for him, nine play nine guys is a lot to get on base. But he didn't give a run. Yeah, I've I've seen dominant seasons. This is dominant as I've seen, and and you got to understand, he finished the year with a two five zero. His first two months, he had an ERA over four. Yep. So that tells you what he did the, the last four months, because it wasn't like it was a short sample. There were nine or ten starts. Uh, I mean, he's got so many weapons. He's got four pitches, and they're all above one-third swing and miss. Some are in the 40%. So he is a dominant pitcher. I I think the Yankees did everything they needed to do against him, except they didn't get that one hit. And that's not easy to get. A guy's throwing 99 miles an hour with three swing and miss off-speed pitches. Well, the guy so far this year is 3-0 in the postseason with an ERA of 0.4. 22 innings, 32 uh, strikeouts, and a whip of .79. I mean, you can't do much better than that. And as you said, down the stretch, in his last 15 starts, Joe, 12-0 and with a 1.5 ERA. I mean, that's yeah. as good as it gets. 
I mean, it, it, it is dominant. Um, you know, I would compare his stuff to Pedro's a little bit. It's done a little bit different. Pedro's a little bit more slingy. But in Pedro's heyday, he was that dominant. And, and this is what that guy's doing. And obviously, Houston relies on their two big starters. The Yankees rely really on their bullpen. And their starting pitching has been better than they've been given credit for. But they've run up against a couple guys that pitched extremely well. All right, let me let me give you a couple of things here uh, with Joe Girardi. Number one, if we hadn't had the rain out tonight, if it had been 2-2, would you have pitched Verlander on short rest in game five? Or would you have gone back and waited and uh, and, and rolled the dice in game five? No, I, I wouldn't have pitched him on short rest. Um, you would not have. We saw how, we saw, we saw how that worked out. He, he wasn't and, good. So the Yanks get yeah. so he gets a big advantage now being on full rest in game five. Huge advantage. Yeah. Yeah, I I think so. But you know, yeah. he doesn't have the controlled temperature of the dome. If it's a little cooler, sometimes the ball's a little slicker and your breaking ball's not as sharp. And we know how much they rely on breaking balls. So um, you know, the Yankees have scored off of him and uh, he could make a mistake and someone could hit one out. So but obviously. All right, now let me give you the really, real really tricky good. one. And this one is one you could spend a lot of time on. This is fascinating. You're up 3 2. You're going back to Houston. You can have Cole on short rest in game six or full rest in game seven. You have six to play with if you're hinged. Do you go Cole in six on short rest and go for the kill, or do you wait? And so it puts someone else in six, knowing you have Cole sitting there at 3 3, fully rested in game seven. I want Cole's best. So you wait for Game Seven. Yeah, because I don't want. That's him. what I would do. I didn't know if you yeah. would. Would you go? I would wait for him in, in Game Seven. Would you do the same thing? Yes, I want him. I want him at full rest. I want him to give me seven innings, maybe seven plus innings, and have him do what he does. Now let me give you this: You're down three two. I feel you like I know I'm you have to win both games. You know you have to win both games. Do you say my team can win game six and I have the fully rested cold for the hammer? Yankees knowing Ooh. they have to win game six, knowing Cole's sitting there in game seven, or do you come and pitch him on short rest in game six? I, 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 you know, Mike, it depends on where my bullpen's at. If I don't feel like I have a full rested bullpen, and somebody else that I can use for a couple innings to give me a few innings, I don't do it. If I do, I figure i got to win, too. But here's the other thing. Here's the flip side of that. I could go Cole, right? And I think it's a feel of the club, in a sense. It's a feel that you get. And then I have Verlander for a little bit of relief little in bit. Game 7. Yeah, I think I got him for two or three innings. So I, that's, that's a tough question. Yeah, I think they'd probably go I, I, Cole I on short rest, the, right? You'd probably go short I, I, rest because you couldn't you couldn't live with yourself if you lost with him not pitching, right? right? Yeah, I I, I got to talk to him, see how he feels, gotcha. and get a real sense of where he's at. Gotcha. Okay, we're talking with Joe Joy. Joe, anybody in the Yankee lineup that you're concerned about that you're saying, "Boy, I don't like what I see." No, I I don't think so. I mean, we're facing tough pitching. Right. I, I mean, agreed. We, saw, we, saw, agreed. We, we saw what happened to the Cardinals. Cardinals starters had two hits the first two games, two. And, and sometimes when pitching is so dominant and I think guys, you know, are a little bit more, there's a little bit more anxiety in the playoff. Um, I mean, how many games have you had a Yankee hitter not get more than one hit or zero hits in two games? 
it, it happens all the time during the course of the year. A guy goes over four and maybe one for four. It happens all the time. So the big thing is don't panic. There's a lot of baseball left in this series. And I think, you know, tomorrow is a big game for the Yankees because you don't want to go down three to one with oh, Verlander and Cole. You can't. Right? You can't. No, you have to. Yeah, let's be honest. The Yankees have to win tomorrow's game. They have to. They have Tanaka against Granky. They have to win the game. They have to. Yeah. You, you just you can't panic because these are tough at bats. And you can't fault them for yes. They grinded out at bat. I mean, there was a lot of grind in them yesterday. So, I, 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 you know, people talk about change in the order all the time. They're talking about the Cardinals change in the order. The Cardinals had one guy hitting, Martinez. Well, last time I checked, you can't hit in every spot. So you got to do what's what you've done, and um, you go with it. Would you bunch the three guys who, and I don't know if Stanton's playing or not. We don't know. Aaron said you have to wait till tomorrow to see if he's playing. LeMayu, Judge, and Torres are the three guys that are hitting. Uh, would you bunch them together? You know, I'd probably really look at that. I think they did it against Granky, right? Yeah, they did it one time, yeah. Yeah, and, and it worked out pretty well. I think I would have to think about that and go back to it. And obviously, they're going to look at matchups and who matches up better. But I would think you'd see a similar lineup to game one. And uh, Hixie will play a role in that somewhere if Stanton can't play. But I think it'll be similar. Yeah, we don't know if Stanton's playing yet or not. We just don't know that. We're talking with Joe Girardi. We don't know uh, what's up with him. Uh, we just have to wait till tomorrow. Rain out today, of course, if you're just joining us and you don't realize it was a rain out. You know, uh, I, I was very surprised, Joe, and we talked about it earlier. People were, because of the season he had, very down on Tanaka. And I'm like, hey, the guy is great in the postseason. Every, just leave him alone. He, he's like one of those guys. And you see what he's done. He just has that big game nature. What is it that you know about Tanaka that we don't as to why he's so good in a big game? Uh, I, I don't think there's much that I know that everyone does. Elsa, he's really good. I mean, he rises to the occasion. And you see him doing it. Sometimes during the course of the year, I think there's probably a little bit more rest where he gets rejuvenated, where I think sometimes throwing every fifth day can you know, physically get to him a little bit. But I think that the focus and, and the extra rest really helps him. And, I mean, it would be the guy that I would want on the, the mound tomorrow because of, of what he's done. And I think he does a really good job of getting ahead of hitters and feeding on their anxiety. I thought he did a great job against Houston of doing that. And, and he was conservative in his pitches, and now he should feel great tomorrow and have an opportunity to do it again. What about Sanchez? How about what you see from him? Yeah, he's not hitting. Some of the at-bats have been pretty good. I thought he had a pretty good at-bat against James. Um, I, I think, you know, for him, he could be streaky. I think he probably needs to think a little bit the other way um, because he has the ability to drive the ball out of the ballpark anywhere, but you know, he's kind of struggled since he got injured. And um, the, the first time he went on, you know, so yep. I'm, not, I'm not really sure. You know, I think sometimes when hitters struggle, it's a mindset. And it's a mindset of trying to do too much and hit the ball too far instead of just putting a good swing on it and hitting it hard. Do you think they've put too much pressure on Gaudi, or do you just think Gaudi just hasn't had a great series so far? I, I think he's like a lot of other hitters. He's ran into two really good pitchers the last two days, and numbers can get a little bit skewed. I think that's fair. Um, yeah. Do you what uh, what what about uh, you know everyone's talking about Adovino and his struggles in this series? Have you seen anything with him so far? I mean, he didn't have a great September. He had a very good season. 
you know, he was very good at getting righties out. He had a good season. I don't know if he's tired or what, but he's had a, he struggled in September and he's had a little struggle so far in the series. Yeah, and let me go back to Guardy. I think sometimes what makes it tough on Guardy is Verlander and Cole is this is his team that pitches up really effectively. And that's what makes it hard on Guardy because Guardy's not a high ball hitter. But Adovino, to me, has struggled really in September, and it's been with his slider. Is it due to the fatigue or is it due just to a feel? You know, he just doesn't feel it right now, but I think he's really important because there's important outs that they're expecting him to get, and he hasn't been able to get him in this series. And he struggled in the Minnesota series, too. So when you're a team that's built on a bullpen and you lose one of your big, I don't know if you want to call it a big five, I'm going to call it a big five, and you lose one of the big five, it increases the pressure on everybody else. And, you know, the, the numbers will tell you that certain matchups that he's supposed to get out maybe aren't so good for the other guys, and it puts more pressure on the other guys. When, when you – the ebbs and flows of series are always tough for managers to kind of judge where their team's at. Um, do you try to stay away from overreacting when you have these tough losses back-to-back in a series? You know, anytime you lose two games in a row in a short series, it, it impacts yeah. you, there's no question. Do you try to keep an even keel as a manager here rather than react too much and try not to yeah. overreact? I think you can't overreact. It's it's almost like the first week of the season when it, when a player gets off to a slow start and we overreact or a slow month. We overreact like, oh, he's done. He's he's not going to hit. Blah blah blah. And then you look up in June, his numbers are really good. I I think you have to be patient here because here's the thing: you're not facing mediocre pitching. You're not. So the at bats are going to be a lot harder for the hitters. Sometimes the weather's not going to be very favorable. It's probably going to get worse at Yankee Stadium the next couple of days. You're seeing, you know, a pair of aces um, the last two games, so you can't overreact. Um, I don't, you know, I would think if you looked at every at bat, you wouldn't have a problem with a whole lot of the at bats, right? They were pretty good at bats. Um, the fact that they didn't strike out 15 times like Tampa did against Cole, I would say they were pretty good at bats. Do you believe? Hearing this a lot, I've had uh, players say this to me. I've had managers say it to me. I had a uh, GM say it to me. Uh, one guy made the comment publicly, uh, I wish I uh, knew which ball baseball is going to use next year so I can build my team. Do you think they – a lot of people think they've deadened the ball in the postseason. Yeah. We're seeing balls to the track. The ball's not carrying as much. Do you think they – is it our eyes? Are we overreacting or did they deaden the ball? You know, I have questions myself. I saw a couple balls that Maldonado hit, and I thought they both were Maldonado's ball, I thought it was out of the ballpark, and I I usually have a good feel for that, and I thought it was a home run when he hit it. I was sitting right there, and I was shocked it stayed in the park. Didi's, I couldn't tell. LeMayu, I knew he hit to the middle of the field. Uh, I knew that was going to stay in the park. Didi's, I couldn't tell, but in the season, everything that went up went out. Everything went out. out. You're right. Yeah, I I, I think... I think people have a right to be suspicious. I, you know, my eyes tell me that something's different, but who, you know, none of us really know. Only baseball knows. And, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, were they asked to be made different? Were they accidentally made different? I don't know. But it does seem a little bit different. But, but then you look at Correa's ball, and, and it went forever. Right? The, the ball he hit in, I mean, he hit that ball, what, 15 rows back? Yeah, well, right he's, he's a strong kid. He really is. And the yeah, ball I, and the I, ball Stanton hit, too, was an amazing shot. But he how strong yeah. Stanton is, though. You know how strong he is, though. You know. Yeah, but like the ball that Judge hit, you know, usually we see that 
even going further. You know what I'm saying? The one I you agree. Get out Listen, this balls. I thought were out. Maldonado's was a perfect example. He clubbed that ball, and it didn't go out of the park. You know, neither yeah. of his balls went out. The first one didn't go out. It hit off the wall. The second one, I thought he got for sure. He did, too. He was stunned that the second one got caught, didn't go out of the ballpark. He was shocked. He thought it was a home run off the bat. Yeah, and, and there's been managers that have, I mean, Mike Schilt said it in St. Louis, that he dropped a 4.5% less, you know, and they go 4.5% less. I don't know how he came up with the number. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, and he didn't round up to five. You know, well, they so. didn't hit. En- they didn't hit enough singles. That team, forget home runs. They didn't hit enough singles in that series. Yeah. I mean, they just. You talk about it. That shows you how random baseball is sometimes. In that they get ten runs in the top of the first inning in the deciding game, and then can't do anything right in the next series. Nothing. Yeah. Right. Right. And someone asked me, like, do you ever think you'll see ten runs in the first inning in an elimination game ever again? I'm like, no. And all of a sudden they're at seven. I'm thinking. And someone just asked me that question. I can't, it's got a chance to happen again. But the Cardinals' defense let him down that inning. That's, I mean, the the ball that thrown to Wong that he yep. dropped. And then you got to catch up. the ball. It should, you it should have been two to nothing. It should have been two to nothing. Absolutely, that's a good point. Yeah, you, ha- you cannot give teams extra outs. Uh, you can no. You can, and this time of year, you cannot because everything is so magnified. You cannot give anything X shots. So, what what's your thoughts on the Yankee uh, series? Are, are Verlander and uh, Cole just too strong? No, I, I, I think the Yankees can beat one of them, and but it puts pressure on them to beat the other two guys, whoever they are. You know, in that sense. But no, I don't. I, I don't. I, I think they can make mistakes. They're human. They can have an off night. We've we've seen it before. Cole had an off night. I mean, the Yankees were really 10 feet from maybe winning that game with Didi's ball that he hit. 10 feet, yep. that's it. So Didi's ball it, was a, close. Yeah, it's, it's a game of inches and just small adjustments in advance. And, you know, I think it'll be a good game for, uh, tomorrow night. Granky has not – Granky has made mistakes. He's made mistakes. He picked okay, gave up two runs, but he's made mistakes. And I think that he is beatable. But I'm interested to see if, if the Houston, as good as they are, if they're able to adjust to Tanaka. Or, and if this is an unfair question, I apologize, but uh, is it? do you think you're going to be managing next year? Uh, I hope so. You know, I, do you get, again, you, does I feel, your gut tell you that, that you're going to wind up? With, now, you're a prime candidate in a bunch of spots. You're a leading yeah. candidate in a lot of spots. Uh, you know, Madden just got the job today with the Angels, uh, and they can use a Madden right now because they have a mess out there. That's for sure. With the drug stuff is terrible for baseball. But uh, do you, do you, is your gut that you'll be managing next year? I really believe that I'm going to get an opportunity. I do. Good. Yes. Okay. So you yeah. think you'll be getting one of these jobs. Okay. Yeah, but uh, then listen. we can't talk every day. Well, that's okay. You can call anytime you want. Whenever you, you know, right. or maybe, maybe you, maybe you'll be a little closer than you think. You know, you might be, yeah. uh, you might be really, yeah. really, might be in the same area code. You never know. Then we can talk every week. That's it. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. All right, Joe Girardi, who thinks he will get a job and uh, didn't defuse any of those jobs, including the one in this area code. So thinks he will get a job. Back after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network. From big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.